Words, a Game of Thrones podcast, season six, episode five. The door. Hold the cast. Hold, hold the cast. Hold, 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 hold cast. Hold, 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 hold cast. on. Hold, hold the phone. Oh. Hold the phone. Ho phone. Hold it all. Ho phone. Ho phone. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the uh, the brutal PTSD that Game is the po- post Hodor world. Game of Thrones podcast. Oh, oh you, you oh, remember? Right. Oh. Okay, I thought you were. He knows what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> He's been holding the door all this time. Ooh. There's Fuck. been a lot of a lot of save it for the podcast chatter save while we're waiting for Michael Herger to arrive. Right. Yeah. I'm your host Chuck Davis, and with me this week are Michael Herger, Chris Voorhees, Craig McCallie. So, <clears throat> well, let's just uh, cut to the chase, shall we? Although, Chris, you did take chronological notes again this I week, did. right? I'm all over it. All right. Well, two let's, weeks in a row. Let's intentionally yep. skip to the end and then <laughs> come back around. <laughs> let's, let's and then not talk about anything else. Let's Just do the, by the numbers in reverse this week. Well, that that's a wrap for the three eyed crow Man. and summer. The yeah, death another dialogue death is yeah. tremendous this season. Right, oh, we've yeah. had many more deaths of main characters than yeah. Ruth Bolton, past. Osha. Another two, dire wolf. Two more dire wolves this season. A lot of Dothraki calls. <laughs> cows calls. I feel. I, I'm the calling to feel of the cows. Ca- casting calls. Yeah. <laughs> casting casting <laughs> calls. Calls. Fucking a. That's right. <laughs> casting calls up the wazoo. Um. I, I I do feel like the direwolf deaths are budgetary decisions. You still think so? They yeah. blew a lot of CGI. Otherwise, this episode, like this, may have been the most CGI heavy episode yet. Hmm. Yeah, it Maybe, was. Well, oh, yeah. the Battle the, the, of Blackwater. It was impressive. A lot the, of big armies mm-hmm. of undead. The White Walker sequence was intense and impressive. Uh, I, I did have a, a brief flashback to the Mines of Moria with the zombies crawling <laughs> right. like roaches on the ceilings and the yeah, walls. Two, two Just near the zombies getting faster every episode. <laughs> Maybe. They, they're really moving this episode, man. They're more, more motivated. <laughs> they were they were definitely motivated. But uh, how about the, uh, the... And the children of the forest were packing big fire this week. <laughs> yep. I mean, they used to have the little kind of cute little fireballs last year. Or we whatever. didn't. We didn't really now, see that the source of the throw fireballs a little fire and then were were like grenade objects. Uh, they th- sure no, they did. threw them last year. Yeah. Well, I, I, did you see them like have an object that they threw that turned into a fireball? Yeah. I thought they were. Do you just mean sort this of episode or before? before? Fireball, fireball. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, when, when uh, at the end of last season, yes, or th- not last season, two seasons they threw, ago, they were throwing. They, Throwing grenades. actual objects? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fireball grenades? 
They didn't show them. They have a nice pile of them on the ground, but they were throwing. Yeah. They should have had more. Well, they got them. They're juiced. <laughs> yeah. They're juiced this season. Those were yeah. some big, big bangs. That's your theory. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. You dispute it? <laughs> I refute it. No way, man. They're objectively, that was a bigger explosion than earlier. <laughs> Just really the meat. You. The meat of the show is what we're talking about right now. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I mean, and the well, I think we've talked about it before. The children of the forest are a lot different this year. Than they made they were them too se- they, like they're, they're too chattier. hot now. They made them too hot. It was kind of like a little. It was just <laughs> yeah, like a, a little pixiest girl the first episode. Now they're kind of all darker makeup and like yeah. more look more tree looking. Hmm. Yeah. Like, well, we there was really only one child of the forest that we got any close the up. Lead, right. She died. Right. The lead child sacrificed herself. Right. But she was the one that plunged the. The dragon glass into the man tied yeah. to the tree, right? It was the well, same yeah, child, unless they're just all clones. Of I each think it other. was the <laughs> same one. <laughs> and um, that was the Night King they were they were making. Do you think That's, it's the same actor? I was trying to, you know, hmm. figure that out, but I'm not. It's sure. hard to tell. I, I don't see why it wouldn't have been. I mean, yeah. that, that would have been kind of a neat thing. They're doing a good job of showing the universal fear, except for from the children. Like when they, you know, those blue eyes come on, everyone just is scared shitless they've done they've done well at depicting that I Do, think. doesn't it feel like a different show when they're when there's cgi zombies everywhere i mean when when they were clawing through the door at hodor it, it just felt like a scene from the walking dead all of a sudden yeah this is a political show this hmm. is a show about politics and, right. and war sometimes right not not that yeah. stuff well right early on in the show i mean like the first season you had some supernatural to open the season right and then nothing until the final scene of the season, it as, as, in, as in the books, mm-hmm. we've had a whole couple seasons of almost no magic here and there. Oh yeah, yeah easily. Yeah, <clears throat> it, 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 it's easy to it, forget the magic happens kind of off camera. Mm-hmm. They, you know, it's background. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, Shadow Baby was season two. <laughs> um, Dragon Birth was the last episode of season one. Mm-hmm. But uh, Hard Home, I think, was the big CGI yeah. supernatural blowout that we didn't see coming based on four seasons worth of show that preceded it. Uh, but this was like every bit as intense and impressive and rad. And, and Bran, in his vision, walking through the ranks, that was the kind of closest, you know, kind of uh, art design. You know, there was lots of different characters and looks of all those different walkers that was yeah. really pretty rad see the first guy had just only had half a head half his head was cle- cloven yeah that was a great great off. profile you just see him from behind you just <laughs> yeah. know, you know he's fucked up yeah um that was neat and i and i mean in that moment i somehow knew that the night king was going to be able to touch bran but i had no idea what that would mean right i just thought it would have been badass enough for Bran to realize that he can interact with that that, that his presence would have been known to these supernatural beings would have been pretty amazing. And then they came back with it even more amazing interacting with creatures, people in a vision mm-hmm. with the whole Hodor, you know, right. prophecy. Uh, and, and, and so then the insight from the about the show or what, what do they call the little... Inside the episode? Inside the episode thing. David Benioff mm-hmm. and the other guy. 
DB Weiss. DB Weiss. Weiss. I like to say Weiss. DB Weiss. <laughs> He's German. <clears throat> Um, they basically, so I, I was speculating until we watched that for those few minutes while the credits were rolling, uh, if no, that was their idea. speculate, man. They forced that, those commentaries in afterwards. Show it in the TV, show it in the show or it doesn't count. Like Pixar doesn't Some part count. of me doesn't want to watch them. You don't, you so, don't yeah, think sometimes, to retrofit everything in. At I the, don't know if it's a retrofit or if they're overcompensating for the point they were trying to convey that they didn't convey strong enough. Sometimes I totally think they do. I think they do, I for sure. I think they did a couple of times. Especially tonight. when uh, when he's talking about Sansa and her motivations. Right. Uh, when he says, oh, she's been playing the game for a long time now. I'm like, no, the she fuck hasn't. she has? <laughs> yeah. This was her first sort of Machiavellian moment. Or not even Machiavellian. Villian, just sort yeah. of shrewd moment. Just sort of, even, I'm going to finally stand up shrewd, for myself. How about first time she's ever made something truth. that wasn't the worst decision she's ever made? This is the first time she did that. Uh, she's not good. <laughs> well, she. This is the first time. I mean, her that she has been in a position to make any choices that make a difference. No, she had the one. She's of the been. Time. She's been a pure victim when she saved Littlefinger from the trial or from the at uh, the Erie at the Erie when she fast talked the the jury. I was like, oh, oh yeah, no. yeah. That, okay. that was the one other time, but this this was like that. She backed Littlefinger's play at the Erie for right. sure. Uh, okay, so that was a glimpse of shrewdness on her part. But I, I mean, I've I've bitched about it on this podcast several times. Okay. How asinine it was for, and just I'm incredulous. I I don't really even after this encounter with Littlefinger, I don't even know what he was thinking. Dropping her off with Ramsay in the first place, is he true? When he says, he, I think we talked he, about that that it didn't make any sense what he was doing back when it happened earlier in the season. No, it was it was like it, he just says, "Oh, I underestimated a stranger." He he's never been in a position to do that before, and especially with he made all these moves and choices to get Sansa under his control. I just think it's a complete fuck up by the writers. Yeah, I mean, I it's definitely different from the book, so I feel like they just kind of. I mean, well, they couldn't I, have the whole what happened in the book happen here, so they tried to skip and. I think they're just moving moving pieces on the board, and they're like, "All right, we want to get Sansa with John by this episode. How do we do that? Well, maybe Littlefinger thinks it's smart to do this. All right, we can play that off. But I mean, it undermines all of Littlefinger's brilliance, and it undermines the story arc, which apparently, according to. Uh, Benioff was their intention is to build this arc of Sansa getting shrewder in the Game of Thrones mm-hmm. uh, but she hasn't been shrewd until the moment where she basically called out the writers and said hey that thing you did to me was really fucked up and stupid and I ought to cut you in half right now right. right. so I'm so glad that they at least sort of acknowledged it in that way but they, she may have brought it back up in the show because they still have yet to explain to the audience why he did that. It it could still happen, but it's they could it's still dwindling. They could still retcon it yet again with a little finger conversation but to someone they better, saying they better hurry. Sansa played right into my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like at some point they're going to need help from the veil. Still, is what it seems. Well, I it sure does seem that way, and it seems like Sansa will brood about it for a few episodes, and that'll be the ace up her sleeve. Well, she'll call in her little finger. Speaking of favor. brooding, right? And yeah, maybe brooding. maybe she'll get she'll have. I mean. Maybe the, more of the upper hand by that point over him. I don't know. Well, it I mean, it seems like Littlefinger maybe genuinely. I mean, Littlefinger brought an army 
I think his intent was to throw his strength behind Sansa. Yeah. But she rebuked him so firmly that he didn't even suggest it. Which, again, is a weak play by the little finger that we know. If his intention was, I want my army in the north fucking up Bolton's ASAP, he should have tried harder to talk her into it. But maybe he's waiting until he has a few mm -hmm. armed men behind him before he brings broaches that subject. Yeah, I think there's, like like so many times, basically the end of those conversations we not we didn't see. But I'm pretty confident that Little Finger's waiting in the wings with the... First things first, the first thing he did is make sure he wasn't going to get his ass killed right yeah. then and there. Like, that first, then then everything else. <laughs> right. Yeah. It just feels like weak, weak plotting around Little Finger all around. I, I think they're out of their depth operating in a post-George R. R. Martin world where they don't really know what they they're not up to the task of thinking up little fingers stuff like George yeah. George's. Yeah. No, I think to your point they <clears throat> it's more important to them to get the pieces in the right place than to uh fill in all the, you know, gory details in the plot. Right. So they got to move it. They don't they only so have we just have probably to, 13 episodes left. We have to accept that in in the canon of the show little finger fucked up and maybe feels like he owes Sansa one, or or he's or something to that effect. Well, he still needs Sansa. I mean, he's ultimately his. He's been wanting to control the Vale and the North, right? So he's going to be a Stark name. Yeah, I don't know. Desperate to get Sansa back under his thumb. He, I, I mean, my understanding of Littlefinger is he he just wants power. He wants yeah. to be more than he was as a young nobody. Um, and he's sort of achieved that, but he also wants to kind of fuck people over that have slighted him in his <laughs> life. And he also, since he couldn't have Cat, which is his life lifelong crush, he was he's he wants ha- her daughter. He wants her daughter. Oh. No, dude, that kind of yeah, no, I, that, I'm that not is <laughs> like that's yeah, not even subtext that. in the book. That's like blatant. Yeah, he he wants her, and and he's yeah. got her in, in the book. Still, he's got her right where she want he wants her. <laughs> But but, but in the TV yeah. world, he gave her up for nothing and right. now regrets it. Inexplicable. Yeah. But we are going to get some River Run here, I think. I don't know Coming if we'll up. ever actually see River Run. They, they, they whiffed on River Run big time back in the Riverlands battles. They never... I mean, did we... I mean, that's where everybody's going from the wall, so... That's where Brienne is going. Brienne's on a solo mission to go encounter the Blackfish and say, "Hey, come with so, me. Sansa yeah. wants you up north." So we'll so, so we'll so see her in a council chamber, and then the next season, and then the next episode, she'll show up with an army. Fast <laughs> right. travel. So where where is Edmure? Where where did we leave him? Does he is he still like a prisoner of the? The phrase? Blackfish would have been at the no, Red no, Wedding. Not the Blackfish. Um, so Edmure. Edmure. Oh, Edmure. It was a prisoner of the phrase. Is he still? Is that where we left him? No, or did they? Or the, did they just kill him? No, he's in, still in the alive. TV Red Wedding. Oh, no, because oh, the oh. the Red Wedding was his wedding uh, to I the think, Frey daughter. Yeah, because yeah. Walder Frey wanted to engineer a connection between the Freys and the Tullys, so that he could basically claim the Riverlands. Right. So he's got to keep Edmure alive. But he was excited about the inexplicably hot Frey, the right. one hot Frey. <laughs> <laughs> That's one hot fray. <laughs> that Edmure got short shrift on the show, as did River Run. They they introduced yeah. him just long enough. I mean, they only introduced him on the show because he was a 
key player in the Red Wedding. Yeah, which was uh, too bad because the, the Blackfish was a great character. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember the Blackfish from the show? Yeah, vaguely. They didn't do yeah, much with him. I mean, I, I can't. People. I can't even picture him. I know that he existed. I just I don't even remember who he was. Didn't he grab the yeah, bow out of what's his yeah, name's hand and say, right. "Give he me shot the fucking the bow"? Oh yeah, after after Dad died. Yeah, that was Ed, Ed, Ed Muir that couldn't hit the <laughs> mark. Yeah, like a like a poor marksman. <laughs> he kept missing the target. <laughs> so you don't think we'll see River Run? I guess we'll find out. I well, I mean, race. they have definitely think, amped up the. Uh, I think we'll see the characters from there. I don't know if they'll go back to River Run, but. I will give them points if we like, get a good matte painting view of what River Run looks like <laughs> as she rides up. I don't. I don't even feel like we got that before. Yeah, but no. maybe we did. Well, okay. So. Um, All right. So we went back to the beginning there, to the did. conversation yeah. with Sansa and Baelish, which, just to reiterate, was pretty brutal because it was really the first time where somebody spoke plainly to Baelish, and he had no. You know, he, he was didn't, just he didn't have in a box. Say. He yeah. was just He's nothing he could say. Yep. And, he, and, he, and he kept trying to, you know, and she really pinned him. You know, like, she was like, you know what he did to me. And he tried to give it the, oh, I can't even contemplate what bullshit. You know what happened. I'm so glad to see you on our What you either say, like, you're <laughs> either you're an idiot or <laughs> right. not oh, knowing. That was or a you're, great line. If you, didn't, if you didn't know he was like that, you're an idiot. If you did know, then you're, you're my, my enemy. enemy. So that was shrewd. Well, you yeah. know, so she's shrewd she, now. <laughs> yeah. she, she, nothing like being raped and abused to kick your latent senses into shape, apparently. They scared case. me at the, in the inside the episode because they're starting to talk like, oh, she's going to intellectually outmaneuver him at some point. And that's well, gonna... she, she's calling the shots at the wall. All, well, now, I, actually, I, I misread that. I, I sort of thought that Sansa and John reunited and the night's watch and the wildlings all together at the wall that was going to be like their base of operations and i don't know that they would all sort of be a joint unit but they split off and left uh um dollarus ed lord commander who <laughs> yep he did, didn't gotta shut the door coming um so we've seen enough of castle black for a while i guess until I'm going to guess until the Night King and his forces are, are, are raid right outside yeah, the wall. Yeah, there's really nobody left at Castle Black. Have you seen enough of Tormund's creepy smile? <laughs> Did Tor- Tormund... Oh, Br- well, they sent Brienne away, so yeah. Tormund's not going to get his uh, opportunity like, to leer. Oh, dude, no, that's going to happen. It may yeah. have a break here for an episode while Brienne tr- fast travels, but... <laughs> no, Brienne, it's going to be... Brienne disappears... Things are going to go poorly. It's going to be like, oh, we're the Boltons are going to win, and then it's going to be something horrible too. Brienne's going to, Brienne's going to save Tormund or something. It's it's going to be the Battle of Helm's Deep all over again. (laughs) They they look to the rising sun, (laughs) right? And uh, Brienne and the Blackfish. Brienne and the Blackfish show up. (laughs) Exactly. But I'm okay with that. What do you think? all right, so, wait. So I had oh, I know. I was going to bitch again about the inside the episode. So their their explanation for why Sansa lies okay, to Jon Snow. Mm. Oh, did I step on your toes? No, but that's just what I was going to hit it, Michael. No, I was going to say what is it, what's her oh, motivation for that? Like exactly is it because no, it's, Baelish, uh, again, Baelish was, put the little bug in her ear about half brother? Like, so, can you really trust your half brother that you basically grew up with your whole life? I don't. 
And did you see so, the inside the episode? So that no, their explanation was that well, even though she's you know seen him clearly, and and as we've discussed, she uses the brutal, obvious truth to just basically call bullshit on everything he says, right. and yet somehow his influence has caused her to lie to Jon Snow and and yeah, keep yeah. Baelish keep Baelish alive because she's. I mean, I guess I sort of get that Baelish is yeah. is potentially of some use to her. So even though she'd really like to, you know, turn Brienne loose, yeah, and have her carve him up, she's not gonna because he does have an being army. betrayed. Well, he does have an army. Being yeah. betrayed and getting hurt. I mean, I guess sometimes that can turn a person into a shrewd mastermind, but more often than not, it makes a person angry and abandoned. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> But if, yeah, she. Let's not it, come up with any words for that though, because then we won't be able to use them. <laughs> <laughs> well, she better not turn on a dime and become uh, a general or something. General Sansa. General Sansa. Right. <laughs> Barking commands from horseback, rallying the troops. I like that she put her seamstress skills to good work. Yeah, made so, a cool direwolf. But I'm not buying. So why why would Jon Snow not understand the need to keep Baelish around because he has an army? Why would she have to hide that from him? I don't. I there's it's he doesn't know who Peter Baelish again. is, I'm, right? Well, no, he doesn't. And but what? Still, it makes no sense that Sansa would lie to him about it and their BS attempt to, you know, pigeon or just. Fit something in at the end with commentary, just kind of pisses me off. I didn't. I didn't like that comment from them. I, like before we watched that, like in the moment in the show, I was thinking that Sansa's motivation is just knowing that Littlefinger is poison and not wanting anything to do with them and not wanting anyone to be tempted to say, "Oh, you can get the. You mean we we have influence with the army of the Vale? Let's get him here. We need those troops." She would rather. Do it on the North's own merits without. I mean, she told Littlefinger to his face, "We'll retake the North on our own. We don't need you." I yeah. want to believe that that's Man. that her motivation of hiding it from John is just to guarantee that Littlefinger doesn't get to play a part. But but they undermined <clears> it in <throat> the about the episode thing. Yeah, see, I would like that better than how. I mean, they they played it up to Littlefinger's ongoing influence over Sansa, and I think that's BS. She laid him bare. In that first season, she totally called him on the carpet. Well, it's influence. It's it's, ne- it's negative influence in this sense. Let's chalk it up to that. Like her just knowing him too well and knowing that nothing from Littlefinger comes without a price. Yeah, but uh, so I don't. So, but I I guess I like that because there's she can't be she really can't be manipulating Jon Snow. That would be completely out of her character yeah. at this point. Yeah, I'm going to take her word. That she I vow told. we don't watch any more inside the episodes. Run that by nah. Chuck. That's not, he's not well, going to bite. You guys okay, can step whatever. out of the room. I got to. I got to see what those guys are thinking. <laughs> I mean, I love the fact that they acknowledge that Hodor's fate came from George R. R. Martin, which I believe them when they say that. <clears throat> and I appreciate yes. the fact that they said they were floored uh, when they learned. Craig, it. I don't Craig know. feels it's a misinformation I, campaign. I, I don't know, man. They, they made They're, it's the first thing they've ever really said. Oh, we definitely got this information from George R. R. Martin, right? And it was, and it also seemed not like the rest of his. I was okay. I didn't save it for the podcast. Up back, I'm going to repeat myself. <laughs> it's it doesn't seem like his style, 
we're we're bordering on not time travel, but like a sort of rebooty history changing multi time. Right. It's the schema sort of uh, which doesn't seem like uh, George R. R. Martin at all. It's, it seems circle. like these younger guys, or it seems like J.J. J. Abrams, the or someone like that. The future influences the past, right? Which influences right. the future. So I, at first, I when that happened in the shows, I was like, well, at one point, I knew that someone was going to have an effect on Hodor and you know ruin ruin him, which happened. I didn't know it was going to come from the future. Yeah, but it when it happened, I was like, okay, I see where this is going. Then I immediately thought, that's that's weird. That doesn't seem like the rest of the show or the books. I mean, at well, all. He definitely so then when, they're, when he, they're like, see, we, we definitely this got last this week, though. We I, definitely got this from George R. R. Martin in a hotel room. Trust us. <laughs> right. I was yeah. like, mm, all yeah. right. sorry, go ahead, man. Yeah. <clears throat> no, we. I think I think they've they definitely started to play around with the idea that the Green Seers can influence events. Through their ability to merge and see history through the trees, I guess they said that. And, yeah. and I think that there's been a little foreshadowing of that. Um, I think it did appear in the books, and I know it, it, it was foreshadowed as early as maybe season one or two when Osha's talking to Bran. Okay, I'm sorry. Remind me. What? what okay, in so the book there's was this like scene. That? There's well, I'll just go back to an early scene in in the. I think it was the first season, or maybe the second. But Bran is in the uh, God's Wood, and there, and Osha is talking about the old gods and asking him what he hears or something, and it just leaves. And she makes a comment about you know the old gods would that's how they would communicate to you through the leaves. Okay. So there's foreshadowing that that uh, whoever you know again the the with the um, you know three eyed Jared- raven being sort of the the oracle of the mm-hmm. old gods. And he can communicate. And in, in the books, there was um, I. Th- I'll have to. We'll have to. I suppose we'll have you know, to. No, Jojen said Google something. It, You're but. right. Along these lines, at one point, didn't he? Went right before he died. Maybe wasn't he kind of telling Bran like you? You still have a part, not a part to play, but like you. You can. Some things are in the past. Some things are in the future. Yeah. So yeah, maybe yeah. maybe that was so in there because the. Oh, I just feel like there was something in the book that made. Um, the three-eyed raven, three-eyed raven, not be completely passive. That he does have the ability to influence events, even though he's, you know, <laughs> literally has a tree growing through treed. his. He's tree. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I can't think of an instance where Katie Bishop, help me out, <laughs> Colin, Colin, <laughs> where someone uh, was influenced by what might have been the three-eyed crow, but. I, I mean, I I, I, I I only recall Jojen's green dreams, where he clearly had foreseen his own death, so he was seeing right. he was seeing things in the future, mm-hmm. and he, but when he had knowledge of things in the past, like the uh, the tourney of the mystery night, uh, where so he see, Jojen seemed to understand things surrounding some of Ned Stark's past and Lyanna's past. But that, but he is um, Howland Reed's son, so right. he might have just heard some of those things firsthand from his father, because as we've seen, Howland Reed was there at the Tower of Joy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's it's a bit of a revelation that if if the if Hodor's fate truly came from George R. R. Martin, um, that means that the whole concept of Bran being able to walk through these scenes from the past. Uh, also came from George R. R. Martin, so we might see. I thought it was a conceit of the show to kind of uh, explain some things that had been 
told in different ways in the books. But mm-hmm. but I don't think he's well. Yeah, I think the conceit is that he has the the actor has to have a presence in the scene because <clears throat> in the books it's all he you know whatever he becomes one with the tree right and the tree was there seeing what was happening and therefore Bran can see what's happening because he doesn't just the wargs don't just inhabit other animals they inhabit everything rocks trees and rivers and whatever they can you know that's the the old gods aren't just gods of animated beings they're gods of everything like the trees the children of the forest so I think in order to make that play on television they've got to have the the actor walking through the scene but in, in the film it was more again or film the, the book. book sorry the film <laughs> in the in the book it's more subtle he's not interacting with the scene he's basically watching it through the trees but he can still somehow communicate with his and I, I want to specifically say it was his father he was trying to communicate with in the book. I'm going to Google that. I will come prepared next week. I think he saw like his dad at the Godswood or something at some point. Oh, yeah. Really? There was, there was some kind of... And, and there's some kind of reaction some, from the person he was watching? Yeah, there was some kind of hint about... Yeah. I guess I, I completely spaced... So you think there's a moment where, we, where Bran is already undergoing his training under the three-eyed... Wait, has he even reached the three-eyed crow in the books? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did? Yeah. God, I guess I need to reread the last couple. You're not going to. Uh, <laughs> it's going to go on the internet. And I'm in the, the internet, middle right? of like three yeah. other books. Howerthehand.com, baby. We, we, we did a thing at home for, I don't know, may, maybe three or four months uh, where I declared, <laughs> I got the idea from a coworker. To have a no technology night where everyone we turn off the TV and the computer. Disgusting. So we had no technology <laughs> Tuesdays for a while, and then uh, but Allison got bored with it and wanted to turn the TV back on because it, it, it basically turned into my reading night where I caught up on my reading. What did they do? Uh, they got bored. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't read anything except for how about low tech tuesday how about just record players and like can kinetographs what are well, they called can, that's kinetographs <laughs> kinetoscopes what's, what's low tech these days could i have if i had a commodore 64 i mean that's pretty yeah that's fine okay yeah <laughs> the technology has to be at least 20 years old but you would have to get on your computer and use an emulator to do it no not if you had one laying around it has to be the real deal. Yep. Or no go. An emulator? Is that something they have on Star Trek? <laughs> Maybe. It makes the food and stuff. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Mr. Sulu, your emulator. <laughs> I get it. What's next? Aria? Okay, yeah. So we are not. No, we're away, we're numbers. all over the place. Let's see what we We followed we our off. hearts. But so we never really got past Sansa and Baelish. We went from the big, ugly that, Hodor scene that, back that, to That Sansa was a and powerful Baelish. scene. I, I, I and just, then we had the whole, the long series of scenes with Arya in the theater. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Discuss. So, well, she fights the, she's that waif. first training with the waif, right. and she's still getting her butt kicked. In case we forgot and that the waif is the waif a pain is, in her ass. Yeah. She and really, that the waif has got a mat on for her. Yeah, does she not want gives her, her some, to be faceless. She uppercuts her right off the fighting floor. You know, Arya has taken some 
pretty brutal beatings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> over Shit. the course of the last couple seasons, it is even not... the past this whole season. She's just been getting, she's been blind and just getting beat on. And... That's true, I right? Mean, and it, she just takes it right in the conventional face wisdom every time. says that. I mean, her her heroic story arc is such that all of that pain and suffering has to come back a hundredfold. Okay. Right? I'm gonna call. We gotta. We gotta pause right here and answer the fundamental question. No, don't pause the recording. Nope, too late. This is a meta discussion here. Will there be a heroic ending to any of these character arcs? Boy, um, I sure don't thought, think. So. I sure thought there would be one for Hodor and <laughs> and Rickon, and yep. I was wrong in both yep. cases. Yep. Uh, no, but no I think. Wrong. I, I, I just want to believe there is going to be no heroic victory. There is going to be no happy ending. Well, that is Martin's the Stark kids way. are show, not going to come. The show the is North. not going to end like the end of season one, I don't think. <laughs> Do you think it will? I think it will. Really? I think it has to. You, you think that dark, it would be darkness will prevail in the end? For there to be any sort of heroic Everyone conclusion will, to this uh, yarn. If that's the case, well, shit. If that happens on the show, nobody's going to read the fucking books. Yeah. <laughs> is, is Danny going to sit on the throne and then at, at the end they're just going to show her like... She gets get, killed by the throne she's getting from a he- sitting on it. She's getting a headache over implementing a new tax policy <laughs> and then it's over. I don't... I, that, that, that may be the only reasonable heroic journey left is Danny's. Oh, that, okay. Not what I said. Her getting on the throne. You feel, are, you, are you starting to believe in, in Daenerys Storm... I, I, I kind of am. I mean, I am, we, I in this, this episode, we saw, you know, the the uh, <laughs> a priestess of the Lord of Light basically say she's the one. It's all about her. And and they'll say anything. Euron Greyjoy comes out of nowhere, and his great plan is let's throw in with her. Yeah, yeah. right. That that caught me checked, by surprise. Has he checked so, with her yet on that? Right. He, well, he's going to show her his dick, apparently, and that's going to seal ships. the deal. Oh, yeah. Right. And I got a thousand ships. <laughs> that, that, that 20 guys are going to build. Yeah, I got 17 that, guys that, over here. That no one has yeah. built yet. Yeah. Yeah. How, <laughs> how many people are on Pike? There must be a lot that they're going to build. I'm pretty sure there's <laughs> no fucking trees on Pike. Either. Right. What yeah. are they going to build these ships out of? Rocks. Pine cones. We found three <laughs> trees. Seashells. <laughs> so what do we think about the king's mood? It kind of... Very abbreviated from the book. I mean, I, Yara just comes up and kind of. Victorian was nowhere to be seen. No, so I, I, no. but we knew that they. I think Euron is an amalgam of Euron and Victorian from yeah, the books. Pretty much, those pikers which makes are sense. Pretty we don't... fucking fickle. Yeah, <laughs> but the the conversation that they had during the king's moot at least gave us some backstory on on Euron. As right. he called himself. Urine. 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 <laughs> Urine damp leg. Urine <laughs> deep shit. Wait, so, and, okay, let's discuss Theon for a second. Even though we're giving short shrift to Arya, we gotta, we gotta circle back and talk about the theater. Arya's not becoming a faceless person. She's definitely still struggling with her well, family ties. Yeah, because... The whole play thing, you can see her just like getting mad at like yes the guy who's oh whoa you're making fun of my dad here right. right. But how how how, if anything would make her remember her past? I mean, it would be that that's like rubbing it in hard. Well, but it show it depicts the struggle. I mean, perfectly. You know, you think that's why Jack and Hagar gave her that assignment? I was wondering that. 
Could be. Yeah. Like that's the, pretty much the ultimate, the ultimate test. So what is uh, again back to? I'm having a hard time seeing the heroic arc out of any of these characters. Arya is not doing anything heroic, right? The faceless men aren't heroic. No, they're assassins. in some senses they you know they're sort of mercy killers at times. There's they talk right. about how they're, they're, know, death can be a, a she's, mercy, she's but learning. for the most part they're assassins. They're right. killers. She's learning how to be a heartless killer, right? But she'll come back and she'll be a righteous killer. That's that's her arc. <laughs> how many more seasons do we have? Two and a half, right? Two, uh, two more after this, more but after they're this. shortened. That's right. There's only after this season. There's only like maybe thirteen episodes left. It's not that much. No, it's not. They're, they can't. They're, that's why I feel like if they're going to take all these characters that we love from the books and give them a heroic arc, they're going to have to shoehorn it in at this point because they haven't established it at all. You know what? You might be right. This might end in a giant disaster. Yeah, I, I, I'm starting to fear it. it that's kind of my role at this table is fear the fear worst. Fear disaster. It, <laughs> won't, won't. It, it'll wrap, they'll wrap it all up in a nice tidy bow. Yeah. For, but for, that's for gonna, the six characters that are still really alive. Yeah. <laughs> But that's, yeah, I guess they, they might, but I guess what I'm saying is I'm, I'm really going to be disappointed. <laughs> I think they should just end it as a big, colossal clusterfuck. The wardens of the awful north, for everybody. south, east, and west are going to be the only four characters left. <laughs> just everyone take a, take a compass point. <laughs> All right. Or maybe, the maybe, maybe the White Walkers will prevail. See, I don't. I'm not buying that well, from George R. R. Martin either. That the children of the forest created the White Walkers. Is there any hint of that in the books? No, I, no. I think that's a conceit of the show for yes. sure. I mean, we talked about this um, after. And that, that's after just too. That's a commentary oh, about the, modern times. That's like that's like a rea- or what do you call it? Morality play. Men are their own worst enemy. That they yeah. they, they call they, forth their they created evil opposite. It's so it's kind of. The, the worst enemy now to protect or to protect against their worst enemy then, right. which was men, apparently. So. Even if you know that's their choice that they wanted to demonstrate that it was the children of the forest's folly that created the evil. What's is it really that Doesn't useful matter. to reveal that at this point in the story? Well, maybe I, I think not only is it a wrap on those other on the three eyed crow, etc., but it's a wrap on the children of the forest at this point too. So it's just yeah. Bran and Mira dragging him, and, and Mira adrift in the snow. Yeah, uh, what the fuck are they going to do? <laughs> right, they don't. I mean, Hodor's dead now, so oh, well, how, how's Bran oh, even going to get around? Hodor's uh, he can't even ride on his oh, direwolf. Are they going to run into cold hands now? That's where I thought something was going when they first started doing showing certain things this episode they did there was at least right when a, they were panning towards the horse yeah i thought that was going to be cold hands too for some reason but it was one of the white walkers or it was the night king or yeah it wasn't that anyway they did at least pay lip service to the existence of uh of brandon stark was it brandon brandon the builder no shit uh mm. cold hands oh benjen benjen thank you um that's how they lured that's how the, the the assassins that killed John lured him out. That's right. Right. So they they, talked they about said it. your uncle Benjamin is returned. Right. That's so right. they they at least reminded us the viewers that Benjamin was a person. Maybe there's some 
reason, maybe some hope to believe that he's out there somewhere still, just to pile on the Stark reunion. Because I mean, she's not gonna. They're obviously not gonna. They're gonna get caught in like five minutes after. We're before the end. They all break through the door. So we're gonna have Rickon and Sansa and John all reunited before the end of this season. Potentially Bran. If he can, he's and then obviously we heading just, south now. We just got to wait for uh, a, a girl with no name and uh, Lady Stoneheart to come back to Winterfell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then we jumped across the narrow sea for another episode of Danny and the Bros. Just kind of a quick, hey, thanks, Jora. Oh, by the way, Khaleesi, I love you. <clears throat> Oh, that Big was, surprise. That was touching. I liked oh. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Tyrion was, I knew this Tyrion was, was right. Once he got that incurable disease, I'm like, okay. You, you did call it. Danny's yeah. going to be. Danny's and now she, be, she's like, don't walk away. Right. I demand you to go find the cure go for yourself. Cure yourself. Which is what he was going to do anyway. No, he was just no, gonna. He was, he was gonna, gonna go, go wallow in it. Man. He wasn't yeah. gonna go he try to find the cure. He was gonna be like, all right. He was already talking about wherever in the world it is. You know. Uh, come on, he wasn't was going to just roll over. Yeah, I was for a split second. I was thinking that maybe a little dragon fire. See, I would just hit the bars if I was <laughs> grayscale. I mean, I'd just be bitching from now till <laughs> till a tavern till staple. This, yes, exactly. Well, that's what he was doing before he ran into Tyrion, I guess. But he didn't have grayscale Kinda was, to wasn't cry he? about at that yeah. point. Yeah, that's true. He was uh, having fun then. <laughs> I think that was that was good emotional payoff for uh, several seasons of sort of there. Yeah, they had to tie that up before. I like how they cut for a split second to an uncomfortable looking Dario. Like <laughs> I'm right here. Yeah, you know, on, I, guess. I, I like you too, <laughs> I, and I'm not going to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm clean. I got my test back. <laughs> All right, so Danny and the Bros, and then I, there, so then there was a scene with Tyrion and, and the Council, but I'm having a hard time remembering. A lot of so they, like they basically said that they had, now. So he's like, we need help achieve to- a tenuous peace. No, just a couple killings yep. of like two masters when they uh, announced that they were. So whatever the new rules yeah, were, that's right. So what was the point of that? The point just, was that the Tyrion's play of working. seven more years of slavery He's worked, working. okay, and that the sons of the Harpy have ceased their terror, and that. But then Tyrion comes up with kind of the sideways thing of, well, now we need someone to help us connect the dots between the peace and, and Daenerys, and he remembered. Seeing the Red Priestess in Volantis, oh. who was basically well, was he talking about the Red Priestess then when he said it wasn't? Yeah, it wasn't going to be a him. It was yeah, who said it was, it was going to be a him or something? Exactly, he was talking it's about be the a her. Red Woman. Okay, and then presumably then they summoned her, and then three weeks later she arrived, and <laughs> the follow up conversation was, "Hey, I saw you saying great things about Daenerys when you were in Volantis. Would you do that for us here now?" And then, for some reason, Varys okay. steps in and he's like, "I don't like your bullshit." He doesn't like magic, right? She owns it. Well, he, he doesn't like. He doesn't. The, the sorcerer that got rid of oh, his. Oh, is that what it is? Remember when he had him in the box, like when he got him? Uh, right. Like, yeah. yeah, he had his yeah. vengeance yeah, so against he, the. He a rare moment of kind of a brassy non, uh, you know, diplomacy for him. 
He just couldn't help himself. Because it touched nerve. Showing that he has his own agenda, not right. he's not and really dedicated like, to the realm. Right, and you see Tyrion's like trying, almost trying to step in front of him, like kind of yeah, okay, right, easy right, now, right, easy. right. But this, but this red woman, I mean, her hoodoo is working pretty, pretty well because yeah. she pretty much dressed varies down to the ground. Mm. She couldn't have known that. Without yeah. uh, some sort of supernatural Without help, you'd think. Without having seen it in the flames. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. <laughs> well, she says, do you remember, you know, the voice that you heard? And when, do we know? Right. Has he do told us remember? who the... <laughs> <laughs> Has when he told us who Remember your penis, penis, penis. <laughs> when he tossed it away. That was a bad bum, deal. Bum, 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 <laughs> a bum rap. I gotta say... <laughs> no, I had a question there. So, do we know voices. anything about Varys? Varys, I remember him bringing up the voices before, but was there a connection between what the voice uh, Lord she... of Light and the voices that Varys thinks he heard? What voice did he hear? Daenerys. Do we know voice, that? Right. Oh, this is okay. I think because she she says, "Do you remember? Shall I tell you what whose voice it was? We both serve the same queen, so trust me." Uh, and so I think Chuck, because from you. that point forward, thank you, Chuck. He essentially was secretly angling for the Targaryens and keeping Daenerys and her brother safe. But this makes it seem like he knew that Daenerys was going to be the one all along. <laughs> so he's always okay. been kind of doing what he could to help them along without really fully knowing how that would work but he was the one that married her off to or suggested to her shit brother that he <laughs> marry her off to Cal Drogo oh I, I read somewhere that um, Jason Momoa is gonna make another appearance on the show as Aquaman <laughs> <laughs> wait what are we talking about <laughs> Pike's new weapon, secret weapon. <laughs> a guy with one arm. He'll he'll help and scaly out. Scaly uh, pants. That's how Euron is going to win over Daenerys by coming up with a Drogo lookalike. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, it seems like Euron's get gonna, a load of this horn, I gotta go baby. chase down my nephew and niece and kill them first. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. Let's go, let's go kill them. So while they're drowning their new king, which. <laughs> was interesting they, they just slipped out on some boats like took the best yeah, boats. what was going on there they, they obviously knew they had to hightail it i mean they before. got the fuck out of there really fast yeah. by the time they were done at first i thought they were gonna assassinate euron while yeah. he, while was he was being drowned. drowned yeah but it was at least interesting that <clears throat> they actually went and drowned somebody this time because yeah. we weren't in the religion don't they all get drowned when they're you know, it's like uh, no, it's, it's like catechism it's like a, or whatever. It it's when you get like confirmed, a, you get drowned in the ocean. But or is that just a test for the to be the king? No, it, no, no. I thought it was well, according, all but according to them, of the he did drown guy. and he was reborn, right? Right. But they're all the supposed religion. to be. That's, that's the, why they say if you're when they, the dead, shall never. But the some dead of them die. die. <laughs> that's right. Some of them do. Right. Uh, Total I, bullshit. That drowned drowned gods die. I feel like every scene with Aaron damp hair in the book he's out there drowning people yeah you're in like damp, left and you're right in damp leg yeah he's uh he's he's into that it's the so only I, way. but i thought so they they tried to do that to theon but they didn't actually drown him but this time they went he he, he got the the pussy him. royalty boy treatment <laughs> <laughs> 
where they just poured it over his head or something, right? He had yeah, to, but I think or they so. just dunked him. Quick gar- yeah. Gargle quick, a quick cup dunking. full of salt water. Right. And I feel like Aaron sort of scoffed at him for taking the easy way out. But because he was royalty, they didn't. he didn't push it. But he gave him a hard time for not going full. So where are they going to be going then? Where are they going to escape to? Well, they took a big fleet somewhere. Maybe they... I mean, okay, so Euron said, I'll, I'm going to build a fleet, and we're going to go get this chick. And Yara's looking at him <laughs> and thinking, wow, that's a good plan. <laughs> and then she makes off with their fleet. Maybe she's going to beat him to the punch. They've got a long... It's going to take a long time to take those six trees on Pike and build a thousand ships. Yeah. Didn't it look this like they true. were sailing off with 50 ships, maybe? Y- there yeah, was about uh, 12 of them in two longboats, and that turned okay. into CGI thousands or hundreds of ships. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, but it was, I mean, you just see ships everywhere, and they say, oh, they made off with their best ships. Didn't they make off with every ship there is? <laughs> right. Or can you somehow tell which ones they're leaving with and which ones are staying? Yeah. I just thought um, how quickly they realized things were going. Because they went from, first of all, the fickle pike people, like, I'll be your queen. Yeah! Theon. She'll be your queen. Yeah! He has your no dick. Yeah! yeah! You're on. I'll be the, your king for really, though. Yeah! Like, I, just, and then, so they're I like, killed your father. Yeah! yeah. I, they realize it's, it's like, going poorly. It's and like then, the people of Springfield on yeah. Simpson. <laughs> so within like a Anytime five... Anytime Mayor Quimby talks. Yeah. A five-minute period, they're like, oh, shit. Like, we better get the fuck out of here. And then they go down wherever to the harbor, get the ships, prep the ships, load the ships... Get on the ships, and they're like a mile <laughs> offshore by the time anyone's like, oh, what? Yeah, okay, well, hey, I wait. see. Yeah. Fast travel. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you got to suspend disbelief sometimes, but. It's going to be like, you know, like in the show, the AMC show, The Vikings, or Vikings. Is that on AMC? It's just all of a sudden they need. It's, no, it's, sorry, it's That's on history. history. All about channel. the Vikings. The Vikings. Well, well, well but one, they, one scene, you know, they, Ragnar tells Floki. Go build me some boats. Right. Next scene, right. all the boats. Or, yeah. or they show up to invade Paris, and they're like, hmm, "How are we gonna? How are we gonna get over these walls?" Floki, bam! All of a sudden, siege engines galore, and <laughs> like they've been camped out there for three years. Floki, I, there's engines. one more thing I need you to do: <laughs> spend eight months building me a thousand things. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It happens over a commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to need to do that. Three weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> nice job, Floki. Well, at the end of, in the last episode, they had a break over the commercial break and came back. It was like 15 12 years, years later. later yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, the sons of Ragnar all, you know. Was it, young a, men. Was it an all new cast? <laughs> yeah, for the kids. Pretty much, wow. for the kids. <laughs> but, but their parents did not age. The, the, the actor parents, who are old enough to have grandchildren at this point, are still look like they're about thirty. So it's not going to be that bad. But if the if the Greyjoys are going to try to hook up with Daenerys somehow, it didn't occur to me watching the episode. But now that we're talking about quick. it, I feel like Yara is going to pull a fast one and say, "Let's beat Euron to the punch and let's sail to Marine." But how's she gonna? How, what's she got to? I guess she's got all the ships. She'll figure it out. She likes the idea. Well, she doesn't have, you know, a dick to woo her with, but she's got girl power. Yeah. And that goes a long way with Danny. Yep. Oh, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. (laughs) 
I got a boat. I got a boat. I got a boat. I got a boat. I got a million big boats and some other bullshit. <laughs> Did we miss anything else? Yeah. So I had a scene. <laughs> yeah. 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 Bye. Um, there was the short scene with Sansa and Brienne, but we kind of talked about that. That was just her sending her to River Run. Right. It was Bran again, fucking everything up. Let's don't touch tree that dunk, tree trunk. Don't touch that. I told you right. I'm going to sleep, but don't touch anything. <laughs> oh, don't so, touch that red button. So one yeah. thing. Uh, so when we first get a glimpse of Bran's, you know, time travel moment with uh, the three eyed crow, they're walking through some green mountains. There's some snowy ones in the distance, and they're walking up to that tree, and they witness the children of the forest stabbing the, the, the dragon glass into the man. But um, but it's green, okay. But uh, uh, so that means this is north of the wall. Oh, so that means mm-hmm. in the time before the walkers, was it wasn't so, so brutally cold, cold up yeah. there. I thought that was interesting. It could be the long yeah. summer, maybe wasn't there? Because like the same a... scene later, Bran goes back and it's all covered in ice. Well, remember right. in the book they said, I, "We don't know if they bring the chill or the chill begat them," kind of or made it so that they were around and powerful. Do you remember that? Kinda, yeah, yeah. It was like chicken or an egg moments. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it seems chicken like... turns out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't play chicken with the Night King. Yeah, so I hate that plot line. <laughs> Which plot line? The the children of the forest creating the White Walkers. Oh yeah, it the, I, I'm sort confident. Of, it almost it, it feels like a allegory for a ecological disaster. We created the White Walkers, and now look what happened to the. It's, like it, green it's a, it's a cop out shorthand. Right. Just move the plot forward thing for the show. I guarantee it'll be more elegant in the books. Yeah. I, I, nope. I mean, well, so I, I started to say there's not going to be any more books. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. he's going to attend six more cons and then keel over. <laughs> he won't even see the Jets play next season. Oh shit! The, the that, Jets. That's dark. And then yeah. we, the, the last Patriots. scene. The last scene I had written he's down a, he's was a New York Jets the, uh, fan, I believe. Wall. Oh no, no, no! Oh no, it's New York Giants. It's not the Jets. It's not the Jets. What fight, the fuck? Fight, fuck. Fight, All right, fight, I'm going to edit fight. this out if I'm wrong. <laughs> I, I'm, it's the Giants. Oh, one, one no one's fan a jet. of the Giants. Yeah. No, one, 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 one one's like Phil Sims. When number. you're a Jet, you're a Jet. All oh, the way. that's right. One one. You're right. It is. It's the Giants. You're wrong. God damn it. Sorry, Chuck. Beep. Editor. No one's a Jets Roll fan. it back. <laughs> so what happened with the scene while they're leaving the wall? Something happened there worth Who? When who's on. leaving the wall? When uh, Sansa and Jon Snow Tormund are gave a, leaving with the Tormund. Look to Oh, yeah. Brienne. Tormund had a little uh He gave her like a, with, a smile. Uh, all right. She didn't like that. No. But didn't she? she he's but no, didn't she? He's no Jamie. <laughs> she's got... She, she's... No. She's... This is happening. Don't, it, don't it'll happen. It, Brian. <laughs> well, I mean, Tormund wrestled like a giant down to to give it to her, so he knows how to work it. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna have to fight for it, and then she'll like it. Yeah, the ladies like to be chased. <laughs> I, I disagree, but okay. She'll probably beat him in fair combat, and then he'll really, then he'll really want it. 
That's the only way he can. Save it for the fanfic. (laughs) Save it for the fanfic podcast. Spinoff. That's it. I think we hit them all. There was a pretty much short conversation with Arya and Jock and Hagar talking about the Wall of Faces. The Hall of Faces? The Hall of Justice? Aquaman's Jack pants. Hagar to <laughs> my dismay. Scaly pants. Uh, and his, she has a point, you know, or she has a point. The waif, you know, lady, the lady waif. Stark. Yeah, the waif is pretty much dead on here. Waif, Arya's, she's waif, got a point. Arya Stark. She's faking the face. I will not. I will not accept another scene with the waif unless it's the scene in which she gets her comeuppance. <laughs> there, that's coming. too too many waif beatdowns. Not enough payback. <laughs> it's time. Well, when Jockin walked in on her, you know, doing the thing, I thought she was actually going to get lectured. Or I thought, because yeah, Arya's like, did you see that? I thought we were done with all that when she drank the water that kills you if you're lying. Yeah. Wasn't that enough? <laughs> right. She didn't die. That means that she's free and clear. But they are dragging it out. Did Jockin imply that if she Arya wasn't able to complete her mission to kill the actress lady that... Her own life was going to be in. He did. Said, either much. either one way. way or another, there will be a face, a new yeah. face in the hall. Either you'll give your face over, or we'll take it from you. Face over, new movie. Face over. Oh well, okay. We can yeah. talk about this just Ghost briefly, uh, although nobody might know. Uh, what the fuck was Jockin talking about? The origin of the faceless men. What was that all about? Right. What they were somehow some guys who like one guy was given the ability to change his face or become faceless by the faceless god and he taught taught others how to do it and then there's something where they overcame the masters and they fled and they founded the city of bravos mm-hmm. who what and uh, the temple or the whatever it is yeah who were the masters the were, were they had were, did they originate from like slaver's bay somehow were they the valerians back then weren't the valerians valerians the... okay yeah, I'd have to watch know. that again. It probably doesn't matter. <laughs> That's, I mean, they talked about it. That's all we're going to get on the show about it. It's just history, history, history. Now go kill this actress. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's end with a uh, direwolf roll call. Uh, Ghost. Li- living or dead? No, oh, sorry, living. <laughs> okay. To wrap this up quick. We're down to one, aren't we? Ghost. Nymeria is still oh, out there. Oh, yes. Nymeria. She's- she was, yeah. Maybe so. She's maybe maybe Arya will become completely converted, brainwashed into faceless god agent. She'll ride ninety nine to battle. <laughs> then she'll return to Westeros on a mission to kill some random person for some random reason, and then she'll have a green dream with Nymeria, and all the starkness will come flooding back. I think it's more likely that <laughs> all the wolves die, the Stark children fail in their quest to recapture the North. Arya will be. Caught and murdered on her first assassination <laughs> attempt by an actress. <laughs> She'll drink the rum. All right, so Arya dies next week. Yeah. Okay, said a bishop to an actress. Um, <laughs> I mean, they, there's enough episodes left in the season to kill off every major character on the show. Yeah, it takes like one episode, and then the next, like the whatever, the next thirteen episodes will just be the Night King impaling people until the world is overrun <laughs> with evil. It's pretty much all that's left. That's a lot of CGI, though. Yeah, mm. it's true. Um, that's why it, they had to get rid of it'll the wolves. Just, it'll just be reaction shots, shots of act, 
of extras being stabbed <laughs> for a straight 13 hours. And then one matte painting of a frozen world. And then the reigns of Castamere. And then it will zoom out and the whole world will be in an ice cube in George R. R. Martin's glass. And, and no, that, that, we'll then the little uh, um, globe. gyroscope sun will snuff out. Oh, speaking of the sun, uh, did you... Sorry, there was an article about the uh, sun... In Westeros, on I think it was on Slate or something. How big is magazine. how big I is posted the sun? It on my Facebook the, page, but I don't know. If I saw the headline saw and I decided not to click on it. It was it was, it was like pretty how big is the sun? Because they, it was it was part of their I think it was part of their bad astronomy series. <laughs> and but they were basically saying so they'd show a scene like it. I think it was Castle Black or somewhere near They're the just wall, make, making where fun the, of the lighting, where the light would the come art in. Direction. Yeah, in an impossible way because it was right. But but it's true. The 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 lighting in in all of those scenes were was blinding in that <laughs> one particular episode. Yeah, and they showed every one of them ending with, of course, the you know the Dothraki barn on fire or whatever. <laughs> oh, it was pretty funny. It's worth mentioning uh, officially on the podcast, although everybody who cares about breasts and actresses already knows this <laughs> i'm listening though wait we're gonna have a breast update that um shit um, not a body double. danny's breasts the so actress who plays daenerys amelia clark amelia clark yes pr- proudly performed her own breast proudly now oh. after saying i'll never do that again well i don't know oh, she, she did said say that she, after she, the, oh, yeah after she did after it the first the time birth she's of like, dragons I won't do that again. And then I think her agent talked to her and said, "Yeah, you know, I want to." Well, her ver- her version of it is, is that striking she'll, she'll failure do it. of her Terminator film. We're gonna have to bear your breasts again, honey. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to? Do you, you want another work role in this film? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, that was her. But but I mean, <clears throat> so in fairness to um, Lena Headey, who had uh, a body double. Yes, um, she was pregnant. She was surrounded by a throng of extras in that scene, the the walk of shame scene where she had to basically right. stand right. outside and be naked for and Amelia, dozens of hours. Amelia while Clark was a green screen while randos threw tomatoes at her. <laughs> um, yeah, Amelia Clark was able to have a closed set and a nice quiet green screen. Moment. Very closed set. They said it was yeah. like there was nobody extra on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but but nonetheless, so we en- enjoyed her. They're just loud and proud. They're just boobs. Yeah, but I mean, I'm I, telling you, I thought she's way more attractive when she's like getting ready to off those guys. Oh yeah, when she's burning in the flames. When she's when she's got you know the what is it the blood of the dragon in her or you know. <laughs> When she knows she's about to off a dozen cows. <laughs> she's never off. <haunted. laughs> On that note, see you next week. Next week.